Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Welcome to sleepaway camp. Someone is watching you. Hey, Baba, revolve! Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. Sleep away, Ken. You won't be coming home. Welcome to the nightclub. And Meg, you're really a peckerhead. <laughs> There's so many great fucking one-liners in this movie. It's ridiculous. I think I think I got I think I got a, a good one. I think I do. Go for it. <laughs> that's one that that's one that just stuck out to me. You're really a peckerhead. <laughs> like who calls anybody a peckerhead anymore? <laughs> How about hey Baba Ray Bob? <laughs> <laughs> hey Baba Ray Bob. I'm about to fucking drown. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I, I don't know. I kind of works for me. This is one I got. Welcome to the nightclub where we are the ones looking like some sweet little cupcakes. No? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's that pervert guy. Well, mm-hmm. well, well if you're going to go, if you're going to go pervert guy, you have to go. Welcome to the nightclub where I come from. We call them baldies. Oh, dude! Yeah, I know it's, it's disgusting. Gross. It's He's, gross, but it's what's funny. He, what's he say? He calls them fresh young chickens. <laughs> yeah, and baldies. He called the baldies thing was like I was sitting there. I was watching it again today, and it was like I'm and I just went like, what <laughs> did he actually say that? Okay, that boy, okay. That boy said that shit in public. It's uh, amazing. It, yeah, like wow. I'm gonna wow. okay. combine them then. I'm gonna combine them. Okay. Welcome to the nightclub. Where we are the ones who are some sweet young cupcake baldies. That's my death whistle because we're finding dead bodies all over the nightclub tonight, and we don't know who done it because tonight's film is a who done it. I'm your host, Travis Maxwell Boone, witch doctor of doom, and I'm joined by my bros in arms. And it's been a minute since it's been just us three. How y'all doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, bud. Yeah, it's uh, been a hell of a long week, and here we are on Friday. Um, And it's funny, because when we first talked about this movie, I was like, eh, yeah, okay. And then we we watched it in the Swamp Donkey Theater. I caught little parts of it, and then I'm like, yeah, I came home tonight, and I forgot. And maybe it's just me being stupid and lazy or whatever else. I forgot how much I loved schlocky 80s horror. And here we are again, and I, son of a bitch, I mean. Yeah, I I had to watch the second one again tonight, and when we're done here, I'm probably going to watch the third one. And now that I know 
<laughs> now that I know he's that he's beliling himself all over again. He's going to go my through little, the whole franchise. My little box set that I have here, and no one's going to see this, but I have the Sleepaway Camp box set from like a thousand years ago. That literally, this is maybe the most awesome thing of this. It has Sleepaway Camp Four unfinished, but on a DVD in the box. It was unfinished at the time. And if you go through the trivia, and I did see it. I had to look it up and see it. And it's fucking terrible. It's just fucking terrible. But there's actually a Sleepaway Camp movie after that one. And if the internet is to believe, there's another Sleepaway Camp somewhere in the ether in the production slash whatever else starring, guess who? Felissa Rose. We we can all hope so. Speaking um, of not horrible and the person who picked tonight's movie, which is Dead Da Da Da, Grindhouse Said, Sleepaway Camp, uh, we got motherfucking Inwa Rick. I'm Camp Counselor Rick. R I C K. <laughs> you got it? Good. Capiche? <laughs> <laughs> you picked this goddamn movie tonight, cuz. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. making us all go to camp. It's the, it is the summertime and it has been fucking swamp ass hot. Yeah, I got well, the swamp ass on the on the reg, okay? I just basically I got my hoochie daddy shorts on. Oh, I'm yeah. Crop top. What are what are hoochie daddy shorts? <laughs> All the shorts in this movie All that the you see every you man. See men wear. Yeah. Oh, the ball huggers. Okay, the ball huggers. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this when we were watching it. We were all trying to figure out which side of the shorts your ball would drop out of and nobody could figure it out. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. They're right. always they they're always right on the precipice of just falling right out the bottom. Oh, and what Grindhouse is referring to, that watch-along, you can do in our Discord, link in the show notes. We've been having watch-alongs at the Swamp Donkey Theater, cut, all the time. And I made a grave error on episode 100 that I want to correct tonight, because I fucking completely skipped over this in my notes. Uh, it was so chaotic, I can only give myself that kind of a pass <laughs> due to the insanity, but... Our very own Grindhouse Zombie is the new co-host for Handle with Scare, buddy. Hey, bud. Oh, I thought we talked about it, didn't we? Briefly. Very briefly. It was, oh, I, I'm... Yeah, kazoos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I thought, yeah, I thought we covered it, but yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. No, uh, no, yeah. yeah. You didn't, like we didn't I get said, to tell total... a story or nothing, like, yeah. Okay, I'll, I will tell the story briefly here. It ended up being a complete battlefield promotion. Um, I had been a guest on Handle with Scare a number of times. Um, and then my buddy, Totally Drunk, um, his his two co-hosts had to um, – one had a work thing, and then I think the other one was just – had run its course. Um, so I, I showed up one night, and he's like, hey, can you talk about a movie tonight? And I'm like, sure. So we're talking about a movie, and he's like, welcome, my new co-host. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but – I, here we are so um yeah we'll be recording again on sunday usually it's a wednesday thing we've got a, a pretty good uh a pretty good schedule going on but we watched um and i don't want to spoil it for anybody but we watched a movie called black demon and it was so bad that we decided to talk about something else <laughs> <laughs> normally y'all, y'all watch movies on tuesdays right yep watch a movie on tuesday with twisted tuesday you can find that on kick um, and then join the will... discord and then you'll find the goddamn links because Grindhouse right, yeah. be posting that in there and handle with scare has its own discord too absolutely yeah and then we will do a recording which people can you know join in on kick and and comment and do whatever else um that's usually on a wednesday 
But this, like I said, this movie was so bad. We were discussing it. It was like, for somebody who likes horror movies, it's really hard to look at a horror movie and just go, this was shit. And Black Damien was shit. And it had money. It had a budget. It potentially had a story, but it was just garbage. It makes me want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you should once, maybe just to either A, uh, say that, yeah, Grindhouse Zombie was right, or say that, hey, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We might end up but covering it on the night. I, I think you'll go one direction. <laughs> I honestly do. It was it was horrible. It's oh, so your next pick, bro. Yeah, my uh, next pick. No. Uh, oh, we got we got a round of picks to make, fellas. Um, After, after. Uh, blah, blah, blah. After, after. Not after, after. I'm going to edit that. We have a round of picks. We have a round of picks to make, fellas, (laughs) because uh, we finished off our movies with Tetsuo. But my next pick for for our little round, when we all pick one, I pick Clash of the of the the Titans. That would be rad. That would be rad. I fucking love that movie. I hate fucking Harry Hamlin. Oh, goddamn! Y'all, y'all, Harry Himmler. (laughs) Y'all, Adolf Adolf Hitler. So y'all each get two or uh, a pick each uh, coming up. So pieces, pieces, pieces. Ooh, it's exactly what you think it is. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called Ricky, dude. It's, it's a tag leg, bud. Yeah, I know. Tag it, lag. I can't it, even talk. I, I, it, I like a tag a lag, boy. <laughs> I'll tag a lag with you all night. Spoilers. It's the ooh, cut that out. <laughs> I'm gonna beat oh, it, dude. Out. I'm just gonna <laughs> beat it. Out. <laughs> right, I mean, well, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull Ricky and just say I quit. <laughs> just, I quit too. But before, okay. before Bye, we get Travis. Into, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. Y'all, y'all are not. Go. Y'all are not dismissed. Gotta from, go. Y'all are not dismissed <laughs> from from camp yet. Um, because this is this Damn. is camp. It's camp nightclub now. All right. Now we're oh, at God. Camp. yeah night we're camp. For it. We're at night camp. Night camp. <laughs> night camp. <laughs> the night camp. Oh, yeah. I love it. The night camp. Welcome so, to the night camp. We are the ones who first fuck you in the ass with a curling iron because you were a bad, bad girl. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to yeah. night camp where it's mind over matter and there's always an ass in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> camp experiences or stories like going to summer camp or just going to a camp and and like if y'all got anything because i've got a few i don't know how many i'm gonna unload i had to go to like church camp and shit bro (laughs) so So, you went to hell in the woods yeah (laughs) basically well i have i have two but i don't want to be stepping on people's feet oh no go ahead i don't really have anything interesting to say about it it was just boring and hot and stupid and i hated it <laughs> that's basically all there was to it okay nothing, so I, wait hold on not one oh. eventful thing happened like the whole time you were there nothing oh event, eventful shit happened but none of it's worth mentioning oh god damn at least to me okay that is unfortunate where 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 grindhouse so growing up i went to boy scout camp a number of times and the two super memorable moments are a went with my like when i was a kid my growing up buddy um his name was dustin uh-huh. and 
we set up our camp and we went to sleep and, you know, everything was going to be great. And then in the middle of the night, both of us heard something rustling around in the tent. And we were both like, you know, across the tent going, what's that? I don't know. And we had a bunch of leftover, um, basically, when he got from like the, the ends of a cot, you know, how you just stretch a cot out and get the ends over it. So those wooden, like wooden poles from the cot. And we were maybe 10 years old. We both freaked out and started swinging these wooden things that whatever was in our tent. Well, it turned out it was a skunk and it sprayed the shit out of both of us no, as, we were, no. as, we, as we were beating it to death because we were both petrified. Um, Y'all were beating up a poor little skunk. Well, we just, we were like 10, we were like 10 years old. We had no idea what was going on. We were in the woods and you got your just desserts. Yeah. Uh, we did. Yes. We Ask did. Because, cannon blast. Because, because uh, oddly enough for the rest of the week, nobody wanted to hang out with us. I wonder why. I can't figure um, it out. Yeah, exactly. Roast marshmallows then, by your goddamn selves. Exactly. Um, bunch of stinky bitches. The other, <laughs> the other fun one was I was I was gonna get this carving merit badge. I was gonna get this bitch. This was my year because I hadn't gotten it in years prior. And so I'm sitting oh, at the lunch you, table. Before oh. you tell this one, let let me get one in because I don't want to. I don't oh, go, I want go, to, go. want you to get one. I didn't ever go to a summer camp. But I've been to camps where we'd spend like the week or a weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the best ones, this was at Crooked Creek, which is right outside of Mamu and Pine Prairie. It's like out in the wilderness. It's just a big lake, and they got cabins out there and shit. It's very Friday the 13th-esque, I guess mm-hmm. you, you could say. Um, yeah, especially <laughs> we, all the pee in the water. Everyone <laughs> pees in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we did see a floating condom in the water there one time, but that's not even that's not what I was going to talk about. But yeah, yeah, whoever's fucking in that water is probably dead now. Yeah, oh, they they're either dead or they were Angela. Um, so <laughs> it was, <laughs> we, we were out there with DJ, my cousin, and we were barbecuing and motherfucker, I don't know, Grindhouse, Ricky, y'all maybe could tell me this. I don't be fucking with with the grills all that much. What can cause a gas buildup in a grill or what can cause it to where when you open the grill, because what happened to DJ was this motherfucker was chilling. We were all drinking and he opens the fucking pit up and just flames open up this pit. It was like that, and his eyebrows and everything got singed off his face. (laughs) (laughs) Like his eyelashes, everything. He looked up, and he looked bald-faced. It was crazy. It was just like a minute ago, the guy had like a fucking beard and a mustache and everything, and and just the next second, nothing. What the hell makes that happen? Was it a propane grill? No. No, no. What the fuck? Okay, was, so you had know, so, so you had a regular grill and you had too much wood and coals in it, so it was just smoldering and couldn't go. And as soon as you open the lid, then it got oxygen and it went. So oxygen is the culprit, the thing that, that it's gives the, us it's life. The, it's it's the equivalent of having a campfire and blowing on it to make to make a campfire get bigger, but it's sort of the opposite, where you've trapped all the air outside, and as soon as you open it, all the air is like, oh, sweet, and then. <laughs> I'm following the logic, and what I what I'm getting is that trees are trying to take us out slowly but surely. But don't worry about that deforest def. I say word deforestation. Yeah, deforestation. Defund the forest. Yeah, yeah. Take away yeah. all the trees. Cut. Look, we got to kill them before they kill us. For well, sure. we tr- we tried once with all those old structures, but didn't catch on. No, 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 so. no, no, no. That's a whole different thing. We, we, were, we were good on that one. So fuck it with, fuck tree, it trees you. can walk and walk around. I don't know if you knew that. 
I watched. I watched Lord of the Rings. It's a mm-hmm. history. It's a real history of Earth. Oh my God. Okay. Maybe I. <laughs> maybe I should just go now. While <laughs> I could tell y'all about the last time I went to camp. What? I got kicked out. Why? Because I got in a fight. <laughs> uh huh. Bro, like, I don't remember how old I was, but I was really young, and I was a scrawny kid with big glasses. So, you know certain types just saw me and they were like oh target and oh yeah there was these three kids that were like a little bit older than me and they had been fucking with me for a few days and i don't remember what was what i said i mean obviously you were there angela whatever it was it pissed one of them off a lot and so he was walking like walking towards me fast and i had we had like these shitty little plastic like water pistols and I was like shooting him in the face with it and like this dumbass actually like stopped to cover his face like I guess I got him in the eye and I broke that fucking water gun across Mm. his face and like it fucked his eye up and he had to leave and I didn't even give the because the other two the the other (laughs) dude goddamn, the other dude that was walking with him towards me I didn't even give him a chance I jumped on him, pushed him down, and I jumped on him, and I'm wailing on him and shit. And the third guy fucking ran away. (laughs) He said, fuck that little psycho kid. I doubt if anyone was even fucking 11 years old yet. You know what I mean? Like, we were young. And that's the last time that I was forced to go to summer camp. Now, (laughs) looking looking back as an adult, I'm like, damn, I was kind of like John Wick in that moment. (laughs) You know what I mean? With my little water gun. You felt like a, so, you felt like a full fledged Cronenberg, didn't you, dude? Like I imagine, I imagine if Ian got in a fight with yeah. three random dudes, that's uh-huh. how it would go. Yeah, yeah. He would just fuck them over. <clears throat> Two of them would get their ass beaten. One would run. Away. One would run away in shame. <laughs> <laughs> Before Grindhouse gets to his wood carving story, I got one more, and I'm gonna make it very brief. I went camping one time and got laid. That's my story. Boom. That's dope. Dope. That's a good story. That's yep. definitely a good story. Good story. So I didn't get laid on this story because I was like away. Well, um, no, the, the best part is I didn't get killed, though. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, because there was no Angela. That's why you didn't get killed. I whooped that ass. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sure I'm sure whoever he was, he's a well-adjusted human being today. Edit. Um, did they bring him, <laughs> did they oh, bring him to the vet after? <laughs> Yeah, did they give him a rabies shot? <laughs> now, now it's all staying in. <laughs> of course it is. Okay. So mine is mine is silly and simplistic, but it has like a memory that so my dad, um, I think I think you guys know my dad's been dead for a few years now. But he was he was always really he was always really heavy and he was always really heavy in the scouts. And so this one year he bought me a brand new Swiss Army knife. So it had, I mean, it was, and it was the one that was like an inch and a half wide. It was the everything. Like I could fucking rebuild an engine with this Swiss Army knife. It was awesome. God damn. And so I'm going to get this wood carving merit badge. So this is like <laughs> all I'm focused on. I'm just working on this thing and working on this thing, working on this thing. And it was supposed to be a, a little holder for the kerchief, right? So that's what, but it was supposed to be an eagle. And so I'm working on this thing and we're sitting in the lunch hall and like, I'm not even eating. I'm like so focused on this thing. And I'm like, sit down and I'm like, yeah, but as I pull up my blade and someone's like, hey, aren't you eating? And in the swiftest of time, I pulled this knife out, opened the blade, 
and I didn't realize that I had it backwards. Oh shit! And I, and I pushed into this thing, and I just split my thumb in half with my Swiss Army knife. And to my credit, oh. I did get my my merit badge for that because my little kerchief thing holder thing had the best color of anybody else because <laughs> it was all human blood. Yeah, <laughs> my human blood. You had the most metal handkerchief. <laughs> yeah, but I did not go home. I did not go home, and I got it. So yeah. it was it was painted in my own blood. Imagine that's, a Swiss. That's very very artistic of you, bro. Oh yeah, that's oh, very man. metallic. It's blood magic. Artistic yeah, by artistic by accident, but yes, that's what it was. And I just remember that looking down and going, "Huh, I think that's bone." Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I want to say for anyone out there listening who doesn't know, Metallica once uh, combined their their collective blood and semen for an album cover. Yeah, the, al- the album's called Load. <laughs> load. Yep. Yeah. Load. Yeah. Imagine a Swiss Army knife that, no matter what situation you're in, it it has the tool for the situation. Like someone could need coffee, mm-hmm. you fucking whip out that Swiss Army knife. It starts making coffee. Cause has a somebody strainer, needs a little strainer yeah. you can shake out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. In someone needs to take a shit. You whip it out, and somehow, like, some way, it's got plumbing. It's got it has, toilet paper. Has a spatula, so you can. <laughs> what what Damn. are you trying to what are you for, for cleansing you can spatula you know? spatula that ass it's yeah. Got a bidet. Well, yeah it's got a bidet attached to it <laughs> <laughs> swiss army bidet well i don't i'll tell you what it has been probably let's see i'm 49 now so i'm guessing it's been about 44 years since i've gotten anything remotely resembling a clean break so mm-hmm. a lot of times a spatula would come in handy <laughs> Oh my totally. god! My Swiss Army spatula just to... Brent, Brent. Brent needs a pooper scooper for his bottom. <laughs> we can no, just no, you can just scraper. start using the litter box. Yeah. Scra- see, that's an idea. I should maybe try that. <laughs> just... I could see Brent like huddled over on his haunches, just fucking scratching dirt back into the box, being like, yeah, bro. "Shut the fuck up, Travis." <laughs> well, but yeah, but shut see, the like, fuck up, cakes. I'm using it. Yeah, but see, but one day I'll be upstairs doing something and I'll hear my wife go downstairs to clean out her cat's litter box and go, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine. Me. I can't imagine sweet Alice is going to uh, no. appreciate that very no, much. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No. Well, cause she'll fucking to... grindhouse-sized turds. <laughs> she'll on the to fucking... Oh, there ain't no grindhouse turds. It's just different levels of fluidity. <laughs> That's all it is. So viscosities. Yes. Yeah. It's everything viscosities from unknown to man. Everything oh, from no. Dairy Queen ice cream cone to I need to pressure wash this shit. That boy is shitting Big Macs and Slurpees. <laughs> I told you all that one time. Sometimes people talk about shitting through a screen door. There are days that I can shit through a storm door. So yeah. Let's begin tonight's midnight ritual. Let's go to camp, motherfuckers. <laughs> We're at camp nightclub or camp or night camp. Night camp. <laughs> I don't even. We're, yeah, we're, we're at night, night camp. Night camp. Mm-hmm. We're at night camp tonight, and um, we're gonna we're gonna get every all the campers outside, gather them around the campfire. We're gonna make some schmores because some schmores are the best. All right, you mm-hmm. need schmores, schmores mm-hmm. all the times. And we're gonna we're gonna unfurl the big bed, all the bed sheets that we stitched together, and we're gonna project this movie on a fucking film reel, nonetheless. All right, oh, can, we we got... make a, can we make a fort? Let's make a fort. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fort time. All right, everybody. Can we dig trenches for our fort? There's already trenches for you, bud. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. Can, quick... we, can, we, can we go ahead and assign assign someone to be the designated Germans? 
We I need to know I need to know whose ass I need to kick all night. Uh, Grindhouse. I'll be the oh, German. Okay. Well, right. German. You're the Germans. You, you, you are German. I don't know if he's German. No, he's I said, am. He My is. dad's half. My dad's half yeah. family's German. Yep. Okay. Yep. We're for, we're French something, and he's German. Okay. We're yeah. French everything, dude. Like that's that's kind of just how it works being us. You're gonna want to discover your genealogy too, before mm-hmm. you watch this movie. For sure. <laughs> Yep. Go, Everyone go at the... camp night camp gets. I keep wanting to say camp nightclub. Everyone yeah. at night camp gets a, a fucking free twenty three and me. Yeah. Well I, well, I was gonna say go to the drugstore, pick spit up your in kids, this, spit in this can for spit us, spit in this tube, and sp- send it into sixty nine and me, and then we mm-hmm. are gonna have a good time. At night camp. Wow, wow, because night camp's all about getting the nightclub. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? <laughs> uh, to, if you have not seen tonight's movie, Sleepaway Camp. Go fuck yourself and let the ritual begin. 11.55. Almost midnight. Enough time for one more story. One more story before 12. Just to keep us warm. You bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? Sleepaway Camp is a 1983 American slasher film written and directed by Robert Hiltzik. I hope I said that right. Starring Felissa Rose, Catherine Kami, or Kami, I don't know, uh, Paul D'Angelo, Mike Kellen, in his last on-screen role, by the way, and Christopher Collette. I don't know any of the people from this movie except for Felissa Rose. I, I, maybe there are some character actors. Maybe there are some horror oh, movie Chris- Christopher People? Collette. Christopher Collette, you should know. Um, he was in a rad ass movie, a rad ass movie that everyone should watch from 1986 called The Manhattan Project. Oh, you should definitely watch that because that movie is fucking. I mean, I, I don't want to go dope as fuck, but that movie's dope as fuck. Is that about the Adam Bomb? Mm-hmm. Mm. But not, not the Oppenheimer Adam Bomb. It's about a kid who is brilliant, and he makes his own nuclear device. It has John Lithgow in it. I mean, it's a it's a fucking great movie. John Lithgow is Bay. I won't yes, lie about he is. that. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. This movie was written by Hiltzik, and it was produced by Jerry Silva and Michelle Tato Sion. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying. Uh, cinematography. I want to give a shout out to this boy, Benjamin Davis, because I think he's got some rad cinematography. Mm, and yeah. I, I don't know who did the fucking special effects. Um, I cannot find anything about the special effects person. It, but... de- it depends on the scene. Some of it was a handful of raspberries, and some of it was um, <laughs> like uh, was a that guy the who... scene with the bees? That yes, the arm, that was... the arm. It looked like raspberries. It looked like raspberries. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck? It was a combination of raspberries and like ant holes. It was just the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Let's move but on. St- still disturbing to me though i think it actually works even though i could tell or, or i thought looking at it wow that looks like a raspberry it, it's it was the one that, did, that didn't work for me that was like 
like it, like you glued a raspberry to a guy's like forearm. But doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I that's yeah. just me nitpicking. No, it's all good. Um, like I said, this was Mike Kellen's final film. He was sick during filming, and he died of a of a lung cancer in August of that year. So he was he was down and out. Um, I'm assuming Mike Kellen was Mel, the yes. camp counselor, yep. the, or mm-hmm. the camp owner. Yep. He was Mel. Yep. Yeah. And he had a date with Meg at nine or nine thirty. <laughs> not sure what that's about, though it does seem to be a theme in the Sleepaway Camp movies. Um, maybe not number two so much, but definitely number three. This movie is also notable for being part of that that whole wave of horror movies that in the early 80s, it's like it became known, oh, you can make these movies for super cheap and make a fuck ton of money because this movie had a very Terrifier 2 type of uh, life in the theaters. It was made for around $300,000, 350 to 400 depending on where you look. Yep. The the movie made back $11 bucks in the theaters, so it made – oodles and oodles over its original budget God damn yeah it's a it's a mega hit for for considering i mean and this movie came out on november 18th 1983 by the way significant because that's cody ko's birthday hey cody ko yeah i i i found some some trivia for this movie um nothing really all that juicy though to be honest with you there's there's not there's not a whole lot in the backstory of this movie. I think that's maybe why there's never been a documentary because this movie is very talked about. It's, well, it's there's a there's a documentary ish thing called Judy, uh, but I think that springs off of the second movie. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Well, for this movie, but there's no there's yeah. no there's no big time like retrospective documentary. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No, I think the coolest thing about this movie is that it was filmed at a camp that the writer and director went to as a kid mm. like like mm-hmm. to me that's rad as hell like mm-hmm. i i can imagine like can you imagine being uh, say you're even 30 and you get to go back to the camp that you went to as a kid and make a movie that's gotta have some fucking wicked vibes to it it yeah. just has to sure and this was filmed in in new york state by the way so Upstate like new york yeah. yeah the 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 scenery there is is gorgeous and it looks like for this movie's purposes what a summer slash fall type season would look like with the tr- trees changing colors and stuff well it was supposed to be summer and they and they had the whole movie storyboarded out but they quickly abandoned the whole storyboard thing because it was moving too slow and the leaves were changing so they had to get their shit together and get this movie done quick oh well fucking a i, w- I will i will mention this just for posterity but but we're not going to deep dive it um this movie has become well it was even then uh, like uh, scrutinized and criticized and blah 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 for certain reasons and even like even now it's become more diversely controversial some people herald it some people hate it we I think maybe we'll find out collectively if we do or not by the end of this appreciate it I think we do mm-hmm. Um, so tonight's movie Sleepaway Camp the first time I watched this movie was with a buddy of mine Justin Reed and this is back in the Reed Reed's Pharmacy, no relations. Um, Reed's Pharmacy, family video renting VHS horror movie days when I was really young. We we would rent like two or three movies for the weekend, you know, and watch them on repeat or whenever we weren't playing Twisted Metal or whatever the fuck else we were doing, <laughs> and <laughs> listening to Mudvayne and Corn and System of a Down and shit. <laughs> oh yeah, well, oh, yeah. 
going outside and fucking literally riding four wheelers in the mud. That was fun. But um, we watched this movie, Sleepaway Camp. Didn't know nothing about it. Just picked it. Random, random pick. When we got to the ending, I mean, we, me and him were fucking terrified out of our minds to the point to where we could not sleep that night. Like, we were Man, actually sure. that scared. Yeah. This is one of those movies that, like, it's not one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I've never talked about it a lot. But it's one of the movies where that ending was one of the things that, when I was young, stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And just the 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 rawness of it. <laughs> I don't know. It, I get. I guess you could say it scarred me a little bit. Not 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 to some kind of crazy degree, but just that's one of those burned, etched into your memories. You know, like fucking moments. And and it was me and him watching that movie and just being like, "What is this twist ending? Oh my god!" And then just how fucking creepy the last scene was. It was just fucking. For great first time watch um for me and that was back when i was like nine ten years old yeah so for me it was gonna be it's late 80s and i actually saw sleepaway camp three first and when i saw it it was like well obviously i have to go back i mean and you know for me late 80s i'm 13 14 i think the biggest thing that surprised me about sleepaway camp was that we had a slasher movie that had actual adolescence in it and I think the the fact that it had actual adolescence was a big piece of why there was no boobs or anything that you would have expected um, in the early 80s kind of slasher movie thing. Because part two is part two has got boobs all over the place and part three is just a titty fest. But I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, 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 hook my star to your wagon on the ending. The ending was like, oh, my God. I mean, and if you look at if you look at what the movie is today, um it, the ending, I think, ranks up there with like, I mean, and it's compared. It's compared everywhere you go to like Psycho, and for yeah. a for a low budget early eighties quote unquote schlocky horror movie, that's really saying something, you know. And to know that it's even talked about today, and to your point that it's pretty divisive, this movie made its mark, even though I don't think it intended to make its mark. Um, it still did. It's kind of like I said when you guys are going to watch this in Swamp Donkey Theater. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this, and I kind of got into it, and I was kind of tired. But then it's like pretty soon I got into the movie, and it was like fuck, I forgot how good this was. Yeah. And then I watched it again today, you know, with something resembling some focus, and it was like fuck. There's so many things about this movie, uh, how shitty kids are to each other, especially when you get pretty clicky, how. There's a there's a dichotomy in this movie, and maybe you guys saw it, maybe you didn't. That's fine. But being at camp where there's a very freshman versus senior, like in high school, sort of dynamic going on, and how that is, how you have a young girl who's you know the carpenter's dream, flat as a board and needs a screw, um, <laughs> versus the one girl who is you know borderline voluptuous, you know. Mm. But it does it does tell a good story about being young and how often being young sucks a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure. It's very layered too. Like, like I didn't I didn't realize that the first time I watched this movie, the second time, the third time, it actually wasn't until the Swamp Donkey watch where we were watching it, and I think I made comment to everyone in the that was watching along 
like that I was having kind of an epiphany about the movie. I was like, dude, I never realized like how much this movie is actually tackling. And yes, there's ridiculous moments and, and, and overacting and this and that, but sure. the writing and, and, and at least the subject matter, the themes that they're, that they're touching on are all there within this movie. You get like a teenage drama playing out in the middle of a slasher film, like to a degree or, or a teenage coming of age drama comedy it's 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 interesting what this movie is doing all while being an 80s slasher horror movie yeah no absolutely and i think the one thing that it has going for it that's different than everything else is and i say it again it had actual adolescence in it versus people that are obviously 25 years old that are playing the the 17 year old you know hot girl or hippie girl or, or whatever the, well else. Th- there was that too though some of them girls no, were playing were no, playing no, older. Well, no, and there was, but I mean, but they also give you, they give you characters like Mel, who is like trying to look out for his business. They give you the, I can't think of the cook's name, but the fucking truly pedo cook when things start out. And it's like, it, I hate to say this for as much as a cult classic is it gives you such a diverse range of society and all the things that you might encounter as a kid. Um, It's, it's almost like a, it's almost like a manual for growing up. And these are the things that you might encounter. So like watch the hell out. Life's with red Ange- flags right there. Pretty well, much. Well, yeah. But then they also have with Angela and I think it is it I think it's Paul, right? Is it Paul? Paul, Paul the, the the boy that likes her. Yeah, so so you have Angela and Paul. And that's just it's just such a nice natural budding romance. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and how he's there and he's nice and he brings her out of her shell. Yeah. But then it also it also shows you how when you're a teenager, especially, I mean, and if you're, if you're 37 years old, you don't have a lot of excuses, right? But if you're a teenager, how easily it is to be led astray by a nice pair of boobs who gets your attention. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so I like, I, but like, but watching this movie and you think back to being a kid, you can totally get it. You totally get it, you know? Dude, so I, like, I probably, I, I'm pretty sure I would have been caught making out with Judy and then I'd have got my head cut off. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'd have, been, exactly. I'd have been getting tatted on the beach too. For real. Yep. yep. So there Ricky, you go. So what, what was your first time watch like? A few years ago and uh, it was fun. Instantly, I was like, this movie's a 10. <laughs> it's, it's funny as fuck. I laugh the whole time I watch it and it's mm-hmm. a lot of goddamn fun. That's why it's in like my top five slashers of all time so hell yeah angela baker's also in my top five slasher villains of all time i just recall that just a fun character especially Mm -hmm. in the later movies because her character becomes more nuanced she's just like she's like a yeah pamela springsteen brings brings something else to the character that i think is special she's just like a super good noodle and she's also a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a good noodle, she's going to punish you. Mm-hmm. I can't she's kind of like see. a female version of Billy from um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Kind of like a, fe- a female version of that. So fun. Anyway. Well, but ultimately, I think one of the fun things for this series is that I haven't seen when... I haven't seen two and three in so long I don't remember them. So no, okay, well, I'm not going to yeah, spoil. I'm, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to spoil. Them. I'm just going to say that when you have Pamela Springsteen come in in part two, the fact that she gets to carry over to part three and then sort of beyond, um, it, but not really, but sort of. See, um, like I don't even know who that is. Pamela You'll Springsteen. 
Bruce, Bruce Springsteen's, Springsteen's sister. sister. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She she, she plays Angela in part. If two you and have three. not watched part two and three, and your name is Travis, cry off now. Yeah. Well, just when when you're done here, watch them both because they're both fantastic. They're and both they're awesome. both, when I, when I'm done here, and they're both I'm on be, Tubi. You can see I'm, them on Tubi. I'm gonna be pie yard. All right. So I ain't watching shit. Well, but yeah, I'm listeners, still, go watch them watch on Tubi. Pamela Springsteen is big. <laughs> with 
in fond memory of mom. A doer. <laughs> so sweet. I don't know whose mom they're talking about either. Uh, maybe Aunt, Aunt Martha? I don't know. Um, God, I hope not. A, a crisp fall landscape, many colored trees, like all the leaves are changing. It's it's. There's this inviting lake, the sounds of summer echoing through the autumn. I really like this opening. Where the t- the title credits are playing out, um, it's got it's got an eerie, melancholic, sort of dreadful, but also happy vibe. It's it's a weird mixture of 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 feelings in this opening. Well, I still love one of the things I love about this movie is so when you have especially like a, an early to mid eighties horror movie, they will go through and they'll give you the main cast right and. The main cast is all these people that you might have heard of, might have not heard of. You might have seen them in something. And then at the very end, the last credit is and introducing so-and-so, right? Right. So the very first credit in this movie is introducing almost the entire cast. (laughs) I think that's awesome. Like, Here's everybody who's never been in a movie before. It's like everybody. And it's Ricky, Angela, Judy, and Paul, the four main fucking characters. Yep. That's awesome. That's just awesome to me. Ricky just... pointed it out when we were doing the Swamp Donkey watch along. He was okay, like, "Okay, you see all yeah. those." Na- no, no, he he didn't point that that fact out, but he said, "You see all those names? They're all legends." <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. He yeah. ain't kidding. Well, no, but like you, he also, was saying, you also got James Earl Jones's dad's name in these oh, credits. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Robbie J. Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That opening with the the the, the family on the fucking boat. With the, the kids with the New York accents. Those kids with those accents, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The motorboat on the water. <laughs> yeah. You lawyer. <laughs> it's well, it's, it's fucking funny. blood vessel all over again with the water. <laughs> yeah. well, and, and it's funny that I never I never picked this up until like the first time I saw this movie, I did not pick this up at all. The the end of the movie, there's a couple of, as Ricky would put it, expedition dumps. Um, but like, I didn't, I didn't pick it up until later, like when the dad is with the kids and then there's that guy on shore who's watching him horrifically die. I did not pick that up the first time that that was his, you know, his side piece or whatever. I I didn't, I, I think even when I did pick it up, when I saw it in the late eighties, it was like, wait, what, you know, like I didn't get it, you know? So it was a interesting that they did it that way but then later in the movie obviously they give you a little bit more profound scene um, I, like, I like when the kids push the dad off the boat and he's he's in the water he's like you think that's funny huh yeah you exactly. little, little steamers <laughs> <laughs> they, what they got so what's happening here is that the the fucking dad and the kids all fall off the boat they're all having fun in the water ha 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 it's all fun and games but this guy and this chick are driving this boat with a water skier behind him and the chick's like egging the guy on, like, come on, I can drive the boat. She's he like, la- my old man has a boat at least twice this big. And he's like, will your old man give me a job when I get fired from this one? <laughs> yeah. Bro, their dialogue here is amazing. I like yeah, all of he, this, though. And he literally has lifeguard printed on his shirt. And he's like, yeah, you can drive the boat. That'll be fun. He lets her drive the fucking boat. And Ricky, your favorite, that water my skier. Favorite. That girl on the water ski. Oh yeah. God! Oh my God! Her sc- <laughs> Once she starts screaming, I, I can't take it. I can't. Take somebody it. save those people! Uh, this this girl, this girl, 
gave an Oscar. Oh, yeah. It's right here, okay? She was trying hard. If you'd have shot some of this in slow motion and you'd have put some fucking opera music or some shit to it, this would be an an Oscar-worthy scene with the boat. This boat pilates this whole family. It just fucking runs over all of them. And she, like Grindhouse was saying, she's like, save those people. Somebody save those people. Somebody help them. Oh, dude. That is so good and bad. At the same I, like how the, <laughs> I like how the dad is not even bleeding in the water. Yeah, he just <laughs> floats by. Yeah. He just floats by. Yeah, Dead like, man floating. And then we have the life, the, the, the chewed up life jacket come up. Well, and it's yeah. funny because if you, if you watch this movie, it, it literally tells you exactly what happened. It tells you, like, here's what happened. But then when you get into the next scene with Aunt Martha. Eight years later. Eight years later, it's it tells you a completely different thing, but it somehow sells it. Like, it sells it to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Aunt Martha's like, a team. I just mm-hmm. got to say that right oh. now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And Martha's her, a ten out of ten. Oh, her fucking porcelain doll acting. Oh my god. It is fucking and something she is else. Nuts. Richard Angela. Oh, here you are. We it get is something else. We get Aunt Martha coming in. We meet her son Ricky and Ricky's cousin, Angela, and she gives him all the goodies from the brown the brown paper goodies bag. Oh yeah, just her just the Mm. Mm. Yeah, that wasn't that nice of me. Mm. And he's like digging through it, and he's like, "What? No chips?" And she's like, "Oh, I do believe there's a a a whole bag bag. in there." (laughs) Look what I did! I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me? Hmm? Any chips? Why, of course. I believe there's a whole bag. She also gets right. them fake physicals, right? Yes, she, she doctored does. those yes. physicals. Yes. She's so like, I'm sure they camp. wouldn't approve, even <laughs> though they know I am a doctor. a doctor. Yeah, like, what? Like, what is this shout-talking acting that this lady I is doing? this lady it's, so it's, much. It's, I think it's is... technically called stylistic, oh. is what it's called. This but it is stylistic. so... Over the top. Oh my because, god. Because she did this, she is a 10. Like oh, I don't she's a 10. I don't know if that was yeah, but the director's choice or her choice. Whoever decided to let that fly. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's fantastic. It's kiss. fantastic. But I mean Amazing. this is the the this best. Is, this is the person at the family reunion that you go and say hello to, but you don't go talk too much after that because they are a fucking lunatic. It's like you, you sure. see you see him come in the room and you just fucking look at the next person and you're like, it's Aunt Martha. Oh, yeah. and you both roll your eyes and you know it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Exactly. She's going to tell you all about Thanksgiving from last year and how someone else fucking put too well, much in there to go plate. And well, but she's going to say room- it exaggeratedly. Well, that's the stylistic oh, part. Oh, but... a whole plate full of turkey. Like, she's just going, bro. <laughs> just delivering these yes. lines. But also, if it's a room with only one exit, you leave as soon as she comes in. Well, <laughs> just yeah. like, nope, beeline uh-uh. straight out when Aunt uh, Martha no, if there's If there's one door and three windows, you dive out the nearest window and just call it fucking good. <laughs> uh, like, what happened to you? Aunt Martha and everyone else would go, <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally got it. Yep, got it. So Angela and Ricky are going to camp. That's what's happening. So now we get the titular sleepaway camp. 
The kids mm-hmm. are going away to camp. We don't get no more Aunt Martha, guys. Well, in Until flashbacks. Later. and Yeah, flashbacks, but like that's it for yeah. Aunt Martha as far as present tense goes. And I haven't seen the sequels in a long time. They'll be yes. first-time watches for me when I do again because I don't oh. remember anything. Anything. Take, I hope Aunt Martha comes back. Take good care of my little girl, Richard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) this next scene where all the like the kids are running towards camp and the buses are pulling Mm -hmm. up i I think i think it would be fucking dope if one of those buses would have ran over like two or three of them kids (laughs) (laughs) that just would have been a camp accident that shit happens i think right right? it happens let's just not talk about it mel would have showed up real quick dying of lung cancer and been like Oh, oh, well, nothing happened here. Clearly, it was an accident. The bus driver didn't see them. They're so small. I mean, oh, let's just wrap it all up and not talk about it ever again for a thousand years. Throw away the key. Yeah, he just gets he just get a shovel and be like, "What? Nothing to see here." Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, but then this the per- the pervert. You get into the pervert. You ready? Oh, I'm just no, I'm ready? just talking about like this the camp intro. And how there's so many people running around, and there's so many people oh, doing so many things. It's horrible looking. It looks like a nightmare. Oh, it totally does. Well, interesting, interesting. Do you know what the uh, the the title of this movie was in Europe? No, Nightmare Vacation. That's what it was called. Oh shit, that's and not Sleepaway, right. Sleepaway Camp Two was called Nightmare Vacation Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, nothing like getting to the fucking gist of shit like really quick. But the whole camp, and there's just. So many people in shorts that are too short and uh-huh. shirts that are too short. And like, it's just, it sounds comfortable uh, to me. Well, it it does, but it's like this whole, a lot of this movie feels like, like a Richard Simmons oh, ja- yeah. jazzercising to the oldies wet dream thing. Like, I, just... Especially once you meet fucking Ronnie <laughs> and watch his fucking chest swallow up his goddamn shirt. Well, yeah, he's the guy that has a shirt that's like this, Bruh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the camp. Yeah. Hmm? That guy's hmm? shirt is eating <laughs> his chest is eating his shirt for real. Slowly for but surely, real. yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. That he guy's has... pecs are like the size of my head. Yeah, he has some kind of weird. <laughs> he has some kind of weird nipple acid that makes his shirt just dissolve, and it's like, what the? F- let's not <laughs> skip over. Let's not skip over the pervert cook and Rob E J. All right. Oh, let's not. Let's because not. Yes. That boy that boy is outside licking his his country fried lips and uh-huh. he is looking at them kids come in and he's like, Yeah, look at all them young fresh chickens. Oh. He does call them young fresh chickens. And, and he and says some... we call them baldies. <sighs> yeah, that's just <laughs> gross. The, the, it's funny that they could get away with this. Like because like I I think even back in nineteen eighty three, some people would be like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I think it's like, funny that his character gets away with talking like this. Everyone just laughs it off. Yeah, that's James like, oh. Earl Jones' dad. He's just like, they're 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 too young to know what's on your mind. And he's like, yeah. No, you're just too old. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, he, well, he just laughs he, it off. Yeah. yeah he walks like, away laughing. Like, like good no God, one's paying man. attention to these pedophiles, dude. Bro, like he just well, yeah, and this, he dropped yeah. the fucking ball on that guy. I'm sure he's, a, I'm sure James Earl Jones's dad is a good person. Okay, yeah, yeah, but he dropped he dropped the fucking ball right there. <laughs> that was that was like that was like a truckload of red flags that he should have 
why did up and brought straight to the police? Why didn't you, know you notice I mean? from the jump that this guy was fucking chicken fried, lip kissing all these fucking baldies? Uh, why didn't you notice that? Yeah, in, in this day and age, this is a guy that you go, you know what? Let's go out back and talk for a second, and then you just hit him with a sledgehammer and call it good. You just because you know what? Society's just better off. Just society ugh. would be better off. I like I like how here we get Rick Ricky young Ricky meeting his summer best camp buddy. It's oh, like yeah. his, his buddy oh. he meets every summer. And um <laughs> what's that scene? What's that scene you like? Which one? When uh his summer best Oh, camp when party. he's like, Have you seen Judy? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get a load of Judy? Man, oh man. Oh yeah? You'll see. Well, but yeah, but that's the thing that we talked about earlier, the whole a freshman versus a senior thing, right? And Every year you come back to high school, there's that one girl that or God spent, or well, I, I, yeah, depending on which way your saloon door swings, yeah. But like that spent the summer getting hot, right? Right. And, ooh, Someone yeah. was developing while while uh-huh. we weren't watching. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Somebody was drinking the fluoride in the water and kept pow. That was Paul. Paul's his best bud. Paul. Yeah. yeah. Paul. Yep. Paul turned to Ricky and he's like, "Wait till you get a load of Judy." Man, oh man! It's it's. I love, <laughs> I love consistently throughout this movie how Paul emphasizes some of his reactions, and oh, we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna get to him. He's fun. I love yeah. him. I love Paul. Judy with the tits is very dismissive of Ricky, the girl they're talking about. Uh, yeah. Ricky, Ricky, and her apparently had like a fling the previous summer, from what I can gather based on their interactions. They had like a little kiss and 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 don't tell. But uh, now she's too good for him. She won't give mm-hmm. him the time of day. No play. Nope. No. <laughs> no play today, cuz. And we get introduced to M E G Meg. Meg. <laughs> she's barking. I love orders. the fact. Oh. I love the fact that they cut away to her saying that too. To mm-hmm. her spelling it, and then they cut back to the other scene. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you, you can know tell him. that was you can tell that was just like an afterthought. <laughs> doing the the whole M E G thing. <laughs> the whole time she's barking orders, Angela's staring psychotically at Judy's oh, yeah. fucking boobs. She's just staring at him. Well, but and, they have a lot of that psychopath stare from Angela through the whole movie. Oh, yeah. That like it's Thor good. that Thorazine psycho that, stare. That thousand yard stare ball. Yeah. It's a little for me, it's a little overused. There's some times where I'm like, okay, you're staring again. Like, come on. <laughs> like it just like shift your eyes, do something. Just do, just do something other than. No, she's just gonna blank stare your ass, goes. Uh, which it in and of itself is kind of creepy, but when when you see it for the, like the ninth time, you're like, okay, I'm not really scared anymore. So if you could do something better, that'd be great. What are you looking at? What are you taking pictures? Quit it! You must be Angela. Remember, Ronnie spoke to us about her. Looks like we got a real winner here. You ain't kidding. In the next scene, fucking Roy Man shows up. That's the boy we're talking about where he's fucking busting out of everything he's wearing. <laughs> he's just that dude is just for jacked for no goddamn reason. For real. Yeah. And wearing the skimpiest clothes he can find. Oh. Like his shirt is crying. He's he's hoochie. Yeah. He's hoochie daddy material for sure. <laughs> Big time. He's hoochie daddy and fucking. I'm gonna say this for him though. 
I don't know his character's name. I'm calling him Roid Man for now. It's Ronnie. All right, Ronnie Ronnie the Roid Man is Mm -hmm. concerned about Angela because she hadn't been eaten, and he takes Angela to the kitchen, which good intentions, but... I don't know. I I, I wonder about it, though, because of the way he describes it. Because he's like, how's he say it? He's like, uh, she's not a fan of your cooking either. He says something, and he's like, she's not a fan of your cooking either. You think there's something you could do, do for her? Well, he like, says he says good almost ice cream. yeah he says it almost he says it almost feels like I'm not sure I don't know I'm not sure I don't no, think, I know I know where I, you're I going I see where you're going based, but I don't based I don't on think the, so based on what he says and does later I don't right think that's so. what I was about to say based on the way his character acts later yeah he's overall I'm go too, ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt yeah he's overall too good of a guy yeah but right. like but it almost does in that moment like... it seems like he's setting her up cause i'm just yeah, saying yeah, exactly. he's, yeah. he's making all his clothes suffer but i think he's a good guy towards other people yeah i think say. he's just i think he's just a little bit oblivious because there is a there's a point and to ricky's point where it feels like he's kind of covering her in sugar and feeding her to the ants a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. you know and it's like but do, you, do you know what's like are you not paying attention to what this guy is and it's like maybe they think he's harmless or whatever but it's like he Pretty much proves pretty quick though that he's not going to be harmless. Not harmless. Yeah. There, nope. There's a slight cutaway here where we see the caddy girls, the older girls being caddy, and they're talking. Yeah. They're talking about Angela and and uh, they're already that? starting to spoil the little brat. Yeah, and they say something about her being quiet, and they're like, if she were any quieter, she'd, she'd be, be dead. dead. Yeah, that's a yeah. great line. This movie's littered with great lines. So yeah. Back back to um Perv per, Chef Pervoy D. Chef <laughs> Pervoy D. <laughs> he's a pervert man, yes, and he be, he's cooking up them pervert lines because he. This is where he says. Mm-hmm. So he's really gross. He's like, I'm sure we can find something in the walk in, oh. and, and he's undoing his fucking belt. And yeah. thank God, Ricky. What, what I, this look, is where he, this look. is where he says though. He says, you "Sure are a sweet looking little cupcake, Angela." It's like, bruh, it's a great line, but it's so fucked. He's gross. No, for sure. It goes back to what Grinnell said earlier, though. It's like, how could you get away with that now? But how could you even get away with that then? I'm, I'm, for one, I'm happy they got away with it because we're talking about it. So it's something. Could you get away with it now? I think you could. Low enough budget? Yeah, you sure could. You can't do that in a Hollywood movie. Tell you that. But yeah, he's being per. He's being. <laughs> it's yeah, per boyardi. Yeah, per yeah. boyardi. Yeah, but there is. I mean, there is something. If you look at this movie in its totality and what it is, it's a summer camp, right? And you have, it, you definitely have kids that are, I think, any basically the edge of middle school up to up to the end of high school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people in the world that are, uh, I, uh, what's the word? Fucked up. Let's just call it fucked up, and they go for the uh, the baldies and the chicken cutlets, right? That's just what they do, I, and I don't, I don't fucking get it. But at the same time, this movie with the huh? a lot of the with a lot of the older young ladies here. I mean, with Judy, I mean, th- there's more than one shot of this movie where they've got Judy and she's just standing there and she is at port arms, just yeah. like, hey, I'm, hey, I'm Judy, and I'm the hot this, girl. This now. movie has contradictory <clears throat> messages. If it ever yes. had a message, by the way, I will say that. Let's say any one faction of anybody ever tried to claim this movie, 
you will have contradictory elements within the thing you're trying to claim, which is why I think this movie is divisive. But we'll leave it there for that sake because it's it. Not that I'm scared of going divisive, but for certain people, this movie has a message, and for other people, it doesn't. And it's clear why it doesn't have that total message because it still paints certain characters and certain demographics in lights that are like cliche of a certain time or all times who even knows i mean it's cliche throughout history so i don't i don't know when a cliche becomes a truth but yeah at this point big stinky al i'm calling him that he puts his big stinky moves on angela that's when ricky comes in and he's like he sees it so he's he's breaking it up like yeah he runs in there and he's like what the hell is going on in here Rick, well, that's, what I wanna, that's what I want to say about Ricky right now. Mm-hmm. Ricky is a down ass motherfucker. Yep. Oh yeah, he's all ride, about ride or die. Ride, ride or die. Ride or die as fuck. Yep. Ricky, about, Ricky's a good character. All he's about a good saving cousin. his cousin. Yep. He's a he good cousin. cousin. He's a good sibling. Yep. And he's a good friend. Yep. Yeah. Good person. Well, and going back to Big Stinky Al, I mean, it's like when you're when you're like primo move is to. Bring a woman into a closed room and undo your belt buckle. I mean, like, sorry, right? That's just even not... even if even if you're not trying to fuck little kids, if that's your move, yeah, you then just, yeah, then, yeah. then you're you're you're, you're in yeah, bad you... shape. You're fucked, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was anybody in this movie that ever deserved a pickaxe in the back of their head, it was definitely Big Stinky Al. Because oh. fuck that guy. Just big, I mean, big, big Stinky Al. <laughs> he well, his death is coming, but he's my boy. In well, he doesn't even scene. die. That's the worst part. He doesn't even die. Well, we don't know that. But, well, but in the next scene, he's cooking out of an extra, 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 extra large gumbo pot <laughs> to feed to feed the camp. That's exactly he's, what I thought of too. A gumbo pot. That's he's awesome. feed. He's feeding on, bro. When, so at first, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Ricky's going for this. I need him to be here for this. He, has he needs to, to be, be here for the gumbo this. pot. He yeah, does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Fuck. That pot is even bigger than the pot that I deep fry a turkey in. And the mm-hmm. pot that I deep fry a turkey in is a big motherfucking pot. <laughs> okay. That pot, like, that uh, pot, the pot in this movie is like fucking 12 feet tall. Cause I don't even know what to say close. about this yeah. shit. Oh, I looked yeah. at it and I was like, is this a real pot? Is that a I, real I, thing that people do? I, I, think I highly so. doubt it. I doubt it. It can't well, but be it that was... tall. Yeah, but I don't think this movie had the budget to go out and have a pot custom made. So I'm guessing they found it somewhere. And like we're like, you're fuck not it, let's wrong. just use it. You're not let's wrong, man. It, it you know? must be a thing. I think it's a thing. I'm just confused by the. Well, I'm thinking if they were filming in upstate New York, <laughs> I'm guessing it has something to do with seafood. A giant seafood pot, where you or cook, a giant cook... soup pot. Oh yeah, where you cook, where you cook crabs or clams or something in it. You know, just a huge fucking, just a. I mean, because if you're gonna cook crab, especially, you want to do it as fast and as efficiently as you can. But that was a big fucking pot. That was ridiculous. Where is Ricky? Oh my god, come back, son. Is he taking a shit? He might be taking a shit. No, no, no. I think he went to the kitchen. Uh, oh, I'm, oh, I, there. I, there I'm gonna comes. take a piss. What well, okay. fuck? God take, damn, I gotta take a piss. Take don't a don't 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 jump ahead. Don't jump ahead. What's up? Travis is gonna go pee pee, and apparently we cannot talk about this movie without him. Because you know, it is Travis's nightclub, so we have to just do what he says. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. Not so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, when when Angela comes back and kills the chef, that's dope. <laughs> well, I just like that. Like, 
I can imagine standing up on like a step ladder, you know, and you're and like, and, but like somebody fucks with you and you just get right. in a position where you're just like, Uh-oh. and you and like, like, dude, like, like jump off the fucking chair, like, why? Yeah, yeah. Just why like, push. are you gonna let yourself be killed this way? Just, just push hard. Just push hard. <laughs> Did we jump ahead? No. 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 Oh no! Okay. We're just we're talking amongst ourselves, bro. It's yeah. all good. We, we were talking about Travis's nightclub and how fun it is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, bro? He's trying I'm to fuck, raw me up. I'm fucking with Travis because um, I can. No, you can't. And I was trying no, to. You hold, can't. He I was, said. I was trying to hold off on the giant gumbo pot for Ricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we wanted to talk about. Like that's an absurd ever... pot. That is an absurd <laughs> pot. It's Perfect. obnoxious. Perfect. An absurd pot. I. I Bruh. still think it's I still think it's real though cuz I don't think that they could have like had somebody hey can you can you custom make me a pot that's 6 feet tall and 18 inches in diameter that I can I mean, have a, yeah that I can have a fat guy who could not fit into the pot fall into <laughs> that, guy, <laughs> that guy even if you had a fucking if you had like a, a a hydraulic press you could not have fit that guy's fat ass into that pot there's no way in hell No well, he gets snuck like Chuck right in the butt and the whole pot oh, falls yeah, on him. Snook. And oh, I'm going to say right now, water. these boils and the actor's portrayal of pain right Let's here. Go. Dude, this is a 10 out of 10. This scene, Good the, boi- the boils are pulsating while he's screaming his mm-hmm. fucking it looks amazing. ass off. Yeah. yeah, it made me so happy. You're like, For that's, real, yeah. That's, oh, it's yeah. it's 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 a moment of joy, but it's also a moment of actual horror in this movie to me. Like, that's real shit. Like that shit looks fucking. That, yeah, the yes. guy was a pedophile. I I smiled the whole time. Like, yep, you uh, you yeah, keep no. you keep blistering, bitch. You keep. Blistering. I'm not saying it's not because of that. I'm just saying, uh, like, like the way it looks, he it that looks real. Because you can still imagine it on someone yeah. else. Yeah, and then when he's going out in the gurney and he's got both of his hands up and he's wrapped in like <laughs> seventeen thousand miles of gauze. I love the way the doctors yeah. describe him. Like, man, I just can't imagine the pain he's in. It must be like <laughs> yeah. every one of his nerve endings is on fire right now. They're like, we don't have any fucking pain medicine on us that'll save him from the agony he's in. Right. Oh, nothing. That's too bad. But I like I also... how right away Mel, the camp counselor or the camp owner, comes up and he's like, I want this whole mess whip under the rug as quick as possible. He's like, yeah. What an unfortunate accident. Yes. <laughs> I like the part where Ronnie's like, Oh, okay, well, what about them? And he's pointing at the, the kitchen staff. And Mel's like, oh, I can handle them. But what he's really thinking is, oh, I know how to exploit the minorities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone, that's totally what he does. That's what Everyone he does. gets a raise. Like, yeah. The, uh, James Earl Jones' dad gets like 50 bucks a week, and then everyone else gets like 15 bucks a week. <laughs> just just like right. to, just, to just shut up and keep going. And there's no reason the camp, the, the campers ever have to know about this. You know, mm-hmm. like he's coercing right. them into fucking silence, basically. Oh yeah, he is. I like Which this is next scene. Awesome. You get you get the mind over matter scene. This is this is the old. This is oh, part God, of the movie that, was... that I was talking about earlier, where it's like this Fucking teenage priceless. drama coming of age uh-huh. type movie. This is one of those scenes yep. where you got the kid laying on the fucking ground. They put Mozart. the towel over his eyes. Yeah, it's yep. Mozart. They keep they keep pulling <laughs> pranks on old Mozart. And uh, oh, he gets Rick... fucked with ruthlessly, just oh, ruthlessly yeah. through this movie. Yeah. Ricky is holding court and he's telling all his fellow campers like he won't be able to sit up if his mind is over, you know, like controlling him. You you can't you can't muster the power to sit up even if you try. Oh, and he, he gets full on Rikishi ass to the face. He gets oh. Rikishi. 
Yeah. yeah. He gets, he, he gets <laughs> hemorrhoid prints on his glasses. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, that's fucking priceless. Hey, this poor kid, though. They just fuck with him. And then later with the shaving cream. And it's just oh, like, yeah. oh, this poor bastard. Right after this, though, this goes even deeper into what I'm talking about. You get a baseball scene between the younger kids and the older kids. Uh, they make a they make a bet like like uh, if we win, it's one dollar per year guy on your team, and if we win, the younger kids say if we win, it's five dollars per. And by Wait. the way, the the shorts in this scene, there's shorts everywhere. The shorts are the best. So much shorts. There's also a prehistoric Game Boy boxing game going Hell on. Yeah. And the smack talk. The smack talk is the best. This guy blows dead dogs. <laughs> <laughs> When they're trying to bat the boxing game you were talking about, I had yeah. that as a kid. I had that. That was Grindhouse in the movie, bro. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and then a few years later, I had the, was, I, had the I had the Coleco football like version of the boxing, which was basically Cole- the same. Did Coleco. you say Coleco, Coleco or Coleco? Coleco. 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 Oh, I was gonna it say was, Coleco is bad at providing anything, so. Yeah, I just yeah, just all like the game reminded me of my youth. So people in Louisiana is going to get that joke. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of things in Louisiana that people will get that the rest of us don't. So the other line I like from their smack talking is when Ricky and fucking Bill are yelling at each other. And he's like, eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That I don't know if that was a saying before this movie. But if but this is the earliest instance of it I've ever seen. Right. So I'm going to tribute uh, give credit to yeah. this movie yeah. for that line cuz I've never heard it before 1983 uttered. Never before. If I someone think, has an example please uh yeah, send it to the complaint department. Were you even born in 1983, Travis? Email us at the nightclub podcast at gmail.com send us a fucking complaint on instagram at the nightclub podcast we're also on talk to uh, our complaint department Ian we're, Wilhelm. Yeah. we're also on twitter and facebook and threads which is a thing now i guess we're on threads um what the fuck, yeah. is th- what the fuck is threads don't worry old man i got you uh so <laughs> much of, so much of this is like awesome because it's a bunch of dramatic innings of this childlike baseball it gives me Vibes apparently, of the Sandlot. Apparently, the nightclub is uh, ages. Not yes, ages yes. and, and, yes, and not for the elderly. Okay. No, we're not. Well, we're not. Die okay. off. Get, get go go. We're done. Okay, just die already. Why make us suffer? This mean. I'm not here to be nice. I'm here to tell the truth. God the, truth <laughs> the truth ain't fucking nice. <laughs> the younger kids win, and the older, more mature kids are all butthurt plavis about it. They're, they're they're mad. Bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the kid, dude, they are taunting them. They are taunting yeah, and, them. And Mozart even says, "Maybe we can play somebody else next time. That way, it's a <laughs> challenge." And Ricky's like, "Yeah, maybe the girls want a game." <laughs> Come on, Billy, be ahead of Bill. Come on, Bill. No problems. You know, this guy blows dead dogs. Just lay it in there. Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. Yeah, Bill, he's a little wet. Come on, Bill. I like, I like the. We'll get him back. We'll get him back. We'll get him back. We'll okay. Will we? Like, goddamn, dude. <laughs> right. Many times you have to say it. Jesus fucking Christ. Later at the gym, all the older kids are talking about skinny dipping. This is my favorite Jesus boy. Jesus Christ. This is my favorite boy. This dude. Wearing a blue oyster cult shirt pops off about Angela. He's like, Man, I've been watching her all week and she is 
fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite guy. Dude, they go invite Angela the Looney Tunes nutcake to skinny dip, and she just stares at him with her psycho eyes. And And he's like, see, I told you, she's playing with half a deck. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Angela, why are you so fucked up? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) And then the other boy is like, get out of my way. Let a professional handle it. And he puts his leg up there next to her with his old fucking Sperry's on and shit. Uh (laughs) Ricky engages them in combat. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. We can't gloss over Ricky. Because he walks in with the drip. Yeah. Right here, yeah with yeah. that big, stupid ass cowboy hat. Oh, fuck. And yeah. he walks in with the confidence wearing it, too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he planned to go to this dance with the fucking oh, cowboy yeah. hat on, dude. Oh, he yeah, knew bro. it was part of his attire. <laughs> it was part of his attire this night. This boy walks in and he fucking full on starts fighting. And before you know it, there's a pile of dudes just tussling. They tussling on the floor. Yeah, bro. Paul moves in on Angela and he expresses like, you know, his sympathy for what happened with her family years ago because he knew about it from Ricky. And Judy is watching from across the way and she's getting jealous because Angela is talking to the boys. Right. Angela's getting attention. And Judy is a biatch. There's no getting around. Someone's getting attention other than her and she Mm -hmm. can't deal with that. When Paul, I like this. When Paul walks it's away, kind of like Travis. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back to what you were saying about Paul and the way the actor expresses shit. Yeah, he tells her good night, and then she gets the, she gets it out, and she's like good night, and he turns around and smiles, and he's like good, good night. night. Yeah, and, and when he turns around to run away, you got that goofy ass music playing. <laughs> I love that this shit. That has music. I love it, dude. He's so, so good. happy. He's so happy. She said something to <laughs> Good night. Like, yeah, oh, bro. yeah. Like, that boy is about to go home and come. He's coming everywhere. He's coming over the <laughs> fucking sheets, oh, the yeah, ceiling, like, the pillowcase. Yeah, he's like 14 years old. Yeah. All you, have to oh, do is, yeah. All, all you have to do is, like, look in the wrong direction, and you can spray all over the place. That's that's what happens when you're 14. <laughs> Speaking of it's coming, just... Grindhouse saw this next scene, and he did. All the guys go skinny dipping, and you see all their bare asses. They're running down the fucking Bruh. pier. That's and not my scene. Kenny, Kenny talks, talks scene. to Leslie, and he's like, hey, girl, come on out. He takes her out on the water and he's like, there's all these fucking water snakes and turtles out here and he's rocking the fucking boat. But little do they know they're getting fucking stalked. The boat flips, knocking them both into the lake. And Kenny goes under the boat. That's when he's like, hey, Baba Ray Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> At least I got Meg out. At least I got Meg out so she could die later. Then the killer pops up and he's like, what he says, Rick? Oh, bro, the way he says it. What are what you he doing here? I bet the rest of the guys would be real interested to see you. Some stupid <laughs> shit like yeah. that. <laughs> and then my boy gets fucking drowned, leading to one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Because, yeah, it opens up the next morning and the lifeguard right there is pissed <laughs> off and he's throwing <laughs> shit around because he's like, he's like, why do I always have to clean this shit up? And like, he looks and he sees a boat like, like he sees one of the canoes like flipped over on the ground and mm-hmm. he's like, how the fuck does this even happen? Oh, and yeah. He flips it over and 
Kenny's dead. Oh. Snake's crawling out his mouth, and it's a really good effect. That's another Harley great looking. effect. Like with the, with the boils and blisters, this this next death scene is fucking immediately horrifying. The this snake thing. out of the mouth, this, and you can oh. tell like it like like since they said there's turtles in there, yeah. you could tell like where like like his mouth is all fucked up, and it looks like like turtles were eating pieces of him and shit. Stoke. This is something that if you've seen Hereditary from 2018, and if you've seen the ant head scene in that movie, and that's all mm. I'm going to say, if this doesn't look convincing to you, stop smoking crack and watch the movie right. Or like, smoke more. I'm not sure what to tell no, you. No, no, this Maybe shit looks more. fucked. This shit looks fucked up. It looks like a real body. Maybe this looks maybe fucked Savini, up. Maybe Savini did the uh, the effects for this. In he secret. did not. He just he, and he just killed some no, kids. He no. didn't because he'd take credit for it if he did. He well, oh, yeah. <laughs> not yeah, if he, he did that. <laughs> well, the funniest the, fun, the funniest part you. about this is that you have the cop yeah, talking bro. and he's talking. He's like, I don't. I'm not sure he fell and hit his head or did whatever else. But then this same cop comes back <laughs> later and he had, he had. He had clearly moved on to a different role in the. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not there yet. Oh, We're not there oh, yet. No, but it's still it's still we'll, very we'll that we see the cop here. <laughs> yes. and he has a he has a perfect push broom mustache, and oh, then yeah, later later in the movie, it's very natural. Later in the movie, it's a little less natural. <laughs> it's not so real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As in, as in, it's not so fucking real. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> <Yes>. agreed. <laughs> that's that that's coming. But what I like here in this scene is Mel, the fucking camp owner, is like. Oh well, clearly, uh, the the boy it was, was an going crazy, and it was an accident, and that's all that means. And 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 the the fucking Mario Lopez bursting out of his fucking suit is like, well, <laughs> what about? And he's like, it was so it was one of those fluke accidents we could not have foreseen, and that is all there is to it. I don't know. It was an accident. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was an accident. Okay, mm-hmm. it was yep. an accident then, Mel. God damn, that mm. camp counselor boy is trying all he can. To fucking no. keep this shit under the goddamn rugs. He wants everyone to understand it's an accident. You got fucking lawn chairs next to the pier. People fucking finding dead bodies under boats. Motherfuckers are turning up left and right at the night camp. All right? Everyone's dead. Everyone's dying well, at the well, night yeah, camp. Well, yeah, but it's so... One of the other things that's so weird about this is that you have Judy, who's obviously a kind of a biatch. But then you have one of the camp counselors, Meg... Who turns out to be something of a biatch as well, but I think in in like a weird sort of teaming, you know, like a lot of the '80s slasher movies, you don't see a camp counselor and a camper, you know, becoming friends like that, where they like pit themselves against a fellow camper. Wait, which two? Meg and Meg Judy. and Judy. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, right, yeah. right. So, but to watch those two go after Angela, honestly, it like bugs me. It's like, why don't you just leave? Well, leave alone? the fucking yeah. child alone. Yeah, just leave they're, the they're fuck bullies. alone. Yeah, they're bullies. Yeah. Just like fucking leave her alone. It's just, it's just stupid. But why would a camp counselor like? What motivation does a camp counselor have to attack the camp? Well, the camp, the camp counselor is still a child too. So you know, that's all well, the motivation a child needs. Well, in kids a sense, kids are kind of evil. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. But at the same time, it's like Meg also later yeah. in the, later in the film has a date with Mel. So, which is a whole other thing, but yeah, okay. I mean, these counselors are young and they still count as kids to me, and kids are stupid. And no, mean, I think you're right, I think you're right. You know, but like looking at this, it's like they should have better sense than they do 
especially Eddie coming up later. But yeah, they 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 should have somewhat better sense than they do. But this movie is 1983 again, mm-hmm. fucking slasher movie. It's got layers, but it's not pro- like like immune to being fucking schlocky and dumb and everything else because it is. It's all that. It's everything we're talking about. That's why this yeah. movie is fucking to this day talked about. Well, it's a cult classic, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and the layers that you talk about, I often want to equate them to an onion because I think that makes the most sense where it's really deep. And it's really not. It's more like a peanut butter parfait from Dairy Queen. You know, like the layers, you can kind of see them, you know, and it just kind of is what it is. But it's well, still I, I did I didn't until I'm like my fucking fifth or sixth watch of this movie. Like, yeah, and but that's, you weren't paying attention, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, you watched I, it wrong. I, I, well, I did, but also I didn't have the experience behind a me to see brain. what I was watching. Right. <laughs> well, you saw it when you were a kid, you know? Right. Well, Grindhouse I know wife. I said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the way I said it the was difference, funny. I'm not going to lie. The difference between watching it at 10 and watching it at 34. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. You didn't have a grown-up brain. Well, hilarity. no, I think that I think that's right because like it's I, hilarious. Your brain, your brain wasn't developed. Let's yet, keep bro. laughing. <laughs> well, no, no, because when I first, okay, Snaggletooth, let's move on. Um, no, it's for seeing this in the late '80s when I was a teenager. Like to seeing it now, I can still, and I don't know if this says something about people or people's feelings or whatever else, but. Like I can see the I can see the dynamic between the campers and the counselors. As an older person, I can see the dynamic between the counselors and the camp owner and the cops, sort of. Um, but I think I think Travis, you said it earlier. It's like so many of the people in this movie are just bullies, and it's like ultimately for me, these are the people that I just want like taken out behind the courtroom steps and shot just because they're such assholes. And it's like, there's no need for this. There's just no need for so much. What's so special about the courtroom? About Um, the courthouse? It it just feels like justice. I think (laughs) that's why, you know, um, it it maybe a little, a a little less, a little less uh, like uh, backwoods Appalachian justice than just justice. But this movie does a good job of letting you know that there are people in the world that suck and we all encounter them and we all have to just like try to rise above. But there's a lot of people in this movie that suck. Yeah. Well, someone who doesn't not yet is Paul. And he asks Angela to watch the movie with him in the rec hall later together. He's like, let's, let's watch it together. Judy and Meg are like super horny. Cause they're like looking at the boys and they're they're like, well, fucking Meg or uh, Angela gets to talk to the boys all day, and I'm like, that's us. We the boys. We the boys. Well, 
Sweet treat. So Angela is called a prima donna because Paul talked to her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that makes sense. After the movie that night, Ricky <laughs> tries to mack on Judy because he's been again because he's dumb because <laughs> he's horny. Look, Ricky's a good dude, but he's dumb. But well, he's also very angry and very horny. But they right? had a th- but they had a thing the summer before, so he thought going back like, well, that's my girl. Mm-hmm. Nope, no, it turns out no, it ain't. No, and yeah. Paul- when you're when you're fourteen, fifteen years old, though. Being horny and being dumb are pretty much the same thing. No, yeah, it's it's horny, it's, dumb, and mad. That's Ricky. Yeah, oh, and it's, good friend. It's redundant at that at that age, but Paul sneaks a peck on old Angie, and he sneaks another peck. The little he, music cues when he does it to yeah. crack me up. Can I have one more? Yeah, he, oh yeah, he yeah. asks, and then before <laughs> she can say no, he gets it. Yeah. <laughs> He's sneaking like, them damn, pecs, Paul. boy. That's a sneaky peck pecker right there. <laughs> That's a sneaky peck pecker. Well, but bro. still, though, this this really does, this movie really does reek of being a teenager and the trials and tribulations of being a teenager. And not being, all of them. It's not like fucking. Sandlot, no, it's. But no, it's, no, I know. It's, but it's being something forward and being aggressive and like going for what you want. Yeah. Well, but I, I, I agree with that. But like, like to be that age and to be forward. Okay, it's not a metaphor forward. for life. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, I'm gonna. Di- I'm gonna a metaphor for life. I'm gonna respectfully it's not disagree. Like every I'm other gonna movie. respectfully disagree because there are times when, especially being a teenager, and again when they had all the adolescence in this, that there's a lot of this that makes sense, and and like how hard it is to grow up. Like, I can't imagine being a teenager now and all the shit that you have to face. It's gotta suck ass. Well, yeah, thank God I don't. In the next scene, the boys pull another prank. This is another urban legend, like, really weird thing to do at camp, whatever type thing. And they do it to Mozart where they put the fucking shaving cream in his hand and they tickle his face with a sock until he slaps himself in the face. He gets so mad that he gets a knife out and chases him. But they were playing. They were playing. The next day, Paul shoes Judy away from Angela and himself, and Judy tattles. She gets this older counselor chick to go over there, and she's going wicked witch of the West on Angela. Like, yeah, Meg. Yeah, dude, what the fuck is up with that? Why is she going so crazy on her? Angela, I'm talking to you. Are you going in the water or aren't you? Huh? Angela, I am waiting for an answer. Yes or no? God damn it, answer me, Angela, answer me, God damn it, answer me, answer me. The hell's going on here? This one answer me, she never answers me. Because Angela's non-responsive. Well, but attention, that's the whole thing. And Paul is giving her attention. Here's why one of this movie I see comes into fucking, like, contention is a lot of the older guys in this movie are very protective of Angela they don't want to let anything happen to her, but all mm-hmm. the girls, the older girls especially, are mad and jealous. Mm-hmm. Weird message to want to send nowadays, if that's the message you want. Don't know, but we're dealing with society today. How come you never take showers when the rest of us do? Huh? You're queer or something? You haven't reached puberty yet. I bet you don't even have your period. The girls tease Angela because she doesn't shower with them, all right? And they ask her, are you queer? 
have you hit puberty yet? They're just fucking like being dicks about everything. Yeah, this just mm-hmm. sucks. And this just sucks. Cut, I just cut to after this dramatic scene with the girls fighting over dumb shit. The guys are on the roof, water balloon fighting. Yeah, bro, <laughs> like cavemen. Yeah, <laughs> but having but having the best of times. The best right. of time. No one's mad. No one's worrying about water nothing. balloon fighting on the yeah. roof. They throw a fucking water balloon. It hits Angela, and then Ricky goes ape shit. Oh yeah, he does. You cocksuckers! He's about to fight every one of those fucking dudes, bro. And then Mel finally acts like a camp owner and reigns the all the shenanigans in, and he's like, "If you don't fucking cut this out, it's canteens out for everybody, and I'm gonna send y'all all home." The one dude goes back to his cabin and he's going to take a wicked dump. Mm-hmm. And this is when you get the fucking the killer sliding the broom through the fucking shitter stalls handles and they rip the screen window open and drop a beehive in there. Yeah, uh, the, uh, this is uh, the raspberry, the raspberry effects on the dead body. Mm, arm. It's dope. I love it. I think it's I think it works. I did look at I it. I mean, they got real watch. bees on on him and I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah. not until later though. Through the whole thing, all all it's doing is shaking the door. Like there's shake, shake, shake the door. I think it's and effective then, though. Oh, I this is the one that I didn't like. This was the one that I didn't like. I like I like it because of how he's screaming. I think it's it's and shaking screaming. the door. Yeah. And thought, and he should have been throwing his whole body at the door to get out of there, but or or climbing crawling out from under the stall or something, but you know that would have been the easier way to do things. But yeah, I'm not definitely. gonna I'm not gonna hold it against the movie. I mean, no. this is a slasher movie. Yeah, you know, Mel starts <laughs> to convince himself that Ricky is the killer. Like he's literally oh yeah, he convinces himself. himself, and he's like, "This little shit." He's trying to fuck me over, and Angela gets jump scared. Angela is sitting at the edge of a cabin, mm-hmm. lo- looking and looking and looking around the corner for like twenty minutes looking around the corner and gets jump scared by Paul who takes her to the lake. And she's like, I thought you were the killer. Right. Oh, fun dialogue. I like it. They chase each other and fall into the sand and start making out. And this is when the phantasm starts. The phantasm starts. Hmm. Yeah, the dream logic. You start getting fucking like oh, going, going yeah, back these... into the psyche and like right because he's because he's traumatizing scenes. her, trying to open her fucking shirt after she says no, and he's like, oh, "I'm not yeah, doing yeah. nothing." Yeah. Right? He's like, "I'm not doing, not even doing nothing," and she's over there like a fucking Vietnam veteran, <laughs> <laughs> just traumatized, like she was knowing... in the trenches in World War One. Not knowing, not knowing shit about her own identity at this point, I might add, and just fucking hasn't come to terms with anything that's happened so far. Not the death of her, her dad, not the orientation of her dad hasn't come to terms with anything, anything since the accident. And this boy just, <laughs> he just, he, he don't take no for an answer. So she leaves. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, gee whiz! I guess I've done goofed. Maybe <laughs> I should apologize. Maybe if I just really apologize, it'll be okay." So, that's every man's yeah. tactic, right? Well, yeah, but there's not—he's not doing anything that's 
like outside of the norm, right? I'll call, I'll, that's what I'm saying. I'm calling out the patriarchy right now. Yeah. Every man yeah. thinks an apology is what's worth it. Right. It's not. It's it's your no actions. no 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 that no that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when they're I on am. the when they're on the beach, he's not doing anything that is outside of normal for that age and whatever else. Just like trying to trying to kiss a girl and trying to get her shirt unbuttoned or whatever else. Right, but um, she said no multiple times. Yeah, she said That's no. That's what and, I'm and, saying. Well, and when when he when he's like, I'm not doing nothing and he was arguing going. with her about it. Yeah, yeah. it's like Yeah, it's yeah, like, there's no, definitely dude. a there's definitely a point where it's like he's he's pushing the he's pushing the the adolescent uh vigor a little too hard. I would agree with that. Um but then they transition away from that scene and then they have the two kids where they have their mouths covered and they're laughing they're like mm-hmm. right all this weird <laughs> dream logic yeah yes hearing yeah. into angela's psyche at this point this is and this yeah. is really where the movie starts to tell you that angela's not who she seems right correct yep i love all this and when we were watching it the other night on swamp Dunk, this shit was fucking dope like and and the way you were describing it while it was happening rick like it, it just it just made the movie more profound to me. Oh, Angela, I think Angela is a, a pretty nuanced character, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, oh, gangsters. Yeah. In the next scene, the kids are split <laughs> up into two groups and they play capture the flag. Angela yeah, bails early, but Ricky convinces her, like, hey, come help me get the other team's flag. And Angela goes into the woods by herself and sees Paul kissing Judy. And runs off. So Judy yeah. fucking scammed. Judy set him up. But Paul. Just, just Paul, to be evil. Paul did kiss though. No he did. But Judy set all this up. These knowing are the, what would happen just to be evil. These are the complications of a young emo relationship. But in the 80s. But sure. still. In our lifetime. This would have been some shit that happened to us. Growing sure. up. Yeah, it's sure. the same. No, definitely. History repeats itself, like the old structures. One day, yeah, the old we'll structures. Try. Yeah, we'll try, we'll try again, and we'll fail. But my heart's in Ohio. <laughs> Brent, you're muted, by the way, bud. That's yeah, good. so if you're a if you're a freshman and a senior girl comes up and goes, "I want to kiss you," you just go, "Uh huh." Yeah, that's that normally you, that's what yeah. happens. I'm just yeah. saying. You yeah, know? but just like you would like, but in that situation, you would just be like, "Yep." You wouldn't think anything beyond yep. And that's it. You just go. Mel goes Donkey Kong on Ricky. Y'all remember he that? Does. Oh, the fucking Planet of the Apes chest. Oh, yeah, he does. oh my God. It's one of those rare scenes in a movie where it's like you're watching it and it brings you it's to a metaphor so many... for life. Uh, <laughs> should I just leave now? Cause <laughs> Well, no, it's everything is. Oh. No, uh, uh, it's, all co- it's all cosmic. It's all a metaphor for life. We're, we're, now, we're all reaching was, the same conclusion. This was very much a Planet of the Apes scene, though. If you think oh, about sure. Planet of the Apes from the early eighties, the well, Charlton he's beating I'm, them I'm, like Donkey Kong. Yeah, man. the Charlton I'm thinking, Heston. I'm, th- I'm thinking oh. Tim Roth from this fucking uh, uh, goddamn Tim Burton movie. He he ape shit beats the people out like that. Well, no, and, and but but he's all he's so he's he's convinced that Ricky is the killer, and he's trying like trying to fuck with his camp. And I don't, he never really gives like a motive for why Ricky would fuck with his camp. Like I don't know if I don't know if Ricky got like overtook or convinced by Big Al, the stinky cook guy, like early in his camp days or something. But like he doesn't, there's like not a lot of motivation for it other than Mel. He needs, sees Ricky. He sees Ricky trying to fight with everybody and cussing everybody. That's well, but and also trying to always save Angela though too. 
Right. He's always he's always knee deep in that. Yep. Because he brings that up. He brings that up when they're at the uh, beach. Yeah. He's like he's like oh yes. He's like you, 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 what's she gonna do without you? You you can't go save her because Judy and Meg are throwing her into the water. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say I love the fact that when. When she gets out the water, those shitty little kids are throwing sand at her. Sand at Yep. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. It never lets that's why, up. That's why them kids deserve what they get. That night, Meg, <laughs> Meg is fucking happy because she gets to fucking have the night off. And she goes to Mel. And she's right. like, remember, remember that promised dinner date? That's tonight. And, and Mel's like, well, hell the fuck, yeah. Word gets yeah. around real quick, I guess, at camp that Mel has a massive member. I don't know. Hogzilla, yeah, probably, yeah, seems to be the case. Uh, Before her date, though, she is stabbed to death in the shower, which thankfully ended all of her obnoxious humming. That humming she was doing was Mm -hmm. was the best. No, no, it was was making me so mad. That's because you watched it wrong. The film enters the final act here where Eddie takes a few of the younger camp counselors on a real camping trip. They're going to actually go sit under the stars around a campfire and tell spooky stories. And they're going to fucking roast marshmallows and everything else. And Paul's begging Angela's forgiveness. And And she's like, meet me at the waterfront after the social. The little campers, <laughs> there's a couple of the, of the little campers that chicken out, and Eddie has to bring them back to camp. And the killer, our unforeseen killer, gets hold of a hatchet left behind. Mm-hmm. So now we jump to the scene where we have Judy in her cabin making out with this older guy. And she's like, do you have to kiss so wet? Mm-hmm. And so Mel barges in looking for Meg. And the guy has to hide, and Judy's reading in the dark and everything else. So Judy, she gets oh. dumped, though, like, real quick. That guy is, like, fucking out of there. He's, like, gone pecan. Bye. Like, Bitch didn't want to kiss him anyway. He, she she was complaining. He kissed too wet. Fuck uh-huh. it. I'm going to go find a wet bitch to kiss. Uh-huh. We're going to be wet. We're going to be <laughs> wet bitches together. Mel finds Meg's body and instantly thinks, Ricky did this shit. Oh, yeah. And I've got he to stop him. He did this shit to get back at me. <laughs> oh, dude, this is where he turns into like a mob boss. Yeah. <laughs> like the way, like yeah. his cadence changes and everything, dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to get him. I'm going to kill him for you, Meg. <laughs> He's and... giving his best fucking goddamn uh, godfather performance right here, dude. <laughs> like... I'm going to give him a rape they can't refuse because at this moment, Mel looks back at the body. And I feel like y'all, I feel like Mel considers it, you know. Maybe, maybe Mel does. I think he does. Well, she's probably still warm. I mean, if she's still warm, what's what's the harm? That's all For I'm sure. saying. That's all I'm yeah. saying. For sure. Yeah. So the killer walks right up to Judy, right in her cabin, and Will Smith at the Oscars, fucking five finger face slaps her Chris Rock SmackDown style. Mm-hmm. Then. Lights her coochie up with a blazing hot curling iron while snuffing her out with a pillow. Yep. Hardcore fucking death scene, Brutal. dude. Brutal. And very nuanced for Angela's character. Very theatrical. Very fucking over the top. I love it. Eddie comes back to the campfire 
trail and after he brings those two kids back and he finds that all the kids he left oh yeah have been chopped up to bits all the kids throwing sand the kids throwing sand got all they deserve what they got After Eddie sees all the kids chopped up, Ricky gets grabbed by Mel, and that old man fucking, that's where he Donkey Kong beats his ass into the fucking ground, yeah. and then gets a dope-ass arrow through the neck. Yep. Oh, that's rad. Dope arrow like, through the neck. Like, every death scene in this movie oh. so far is a 10 out of 10 to me. Hell yeah, every dude. death scene. Every fucking one. Well, except for the bees. The bees is in 10. The bees is like a three and a half. Um, the the police finally show up, and they they split up into different search parties to find all the missing kids. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> Paul My boy is, shows up with the best mustache ever. Oh, yeah. We got this or, cop from earlier in the film who had a great mustache. It was good, and now he shows up, and this boy has the tape. Like, oh yeah. He, People who want to fucking bitch about Henry Cavill in the Marvel films, shut the fuck up and watch this movie and find out real quick how bad a bad mustache looks. You just said Henry Cavill in the Marvel films. Uh, the police show up. Everyone splits up into different groups and they're looking for everyone else. Blah, blah, blah. This one search party finds fucking Ricky. He's alive even after he got fucking donkey kong pounded into the ground oh yes he did meg is discovered fucking dead and the cops are fucking confused because one of theirs has a taped mustache on their face but there are two counselors left who approach the waterfront and hear a lullaby it's angela angela are you all right angela are you okay? Angela, can you hear me? And now we we slip back into the fucking dream sequence logic of this movie where we discover that the dead sibling was the girl. The living sibling was a boy, but Aunt Martha wanted another girl in the house. Wanted a girl instead of another boy. Mm-hmm. What was her name beforehand? Dwayne? Paul. Or Peter. Oh. Peter. 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 Yeah, Peter. So Peter. Aunt Martha took poor little traumatized ass Peter and decided, hey, you're a girl now, yeah. whether you like it or not, and yeah. turned this person into a killer because Aunt Martha's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> After that flashback, now we understand that Peter is Angela. And right. on oh, on but... the beach, oh, it's stroking so... that head, Such stroking that sweet head. Yep, We're, this is it. This yeah. is it. The big reveal, the yeah. iconic face. Yeah, and and it's not Angela's the killer. It's she's a boy. <laughs> that, that that Ronnie says. Yeah. <laughs> 
That wasn't the thing that fucked me up as a kid, though. I will say that. It's that face and that noise the face is making. Yes, a hundred percent. It's the it's the and the music and the and the way it all turns green. The primal stare and the primal guttural sounds <laughs> from that face, and then what? you see the body and it's it's Angela's head on this body. What the fuck am I? St- okay. And then this this goes down now as one of the most iconic horror endings oh, yes. of all time. As they're walking up on the beach and, and Angela's sitting there and she has Paul's like head and she's like, like, it almost looks like they're laying kind of across the beach as like almost the, the vibe that I get is like, they like made love. That's the vibe that I'm getting. And he's just like smiling. And then she stands up and it's like the head kind of topples off to the side and the head is still, still smiling. smiling. <laughs> yes. And it's like, it. oh my God. Yeah. And then she stands up and then she does that fucking guttural just Primal the, masculine energy. Yeah, sure. the final scene is so... The PME. Yeah, That's the PME it's just, coming it's, out of Angela all yeah, day. Yeah, it's just so good and so disconcerting and so discombobulating. Like, all, like it gives you... There are so many feelings and so many vibes in this last scene. Where you know it's just you like, sum them up? Oh. You know how you sum them up? The frissons. The frissons. The frissons. Oh. Two... I'm not I'm not super familiar with the free songs, but I will tell you that as a young horror movie watcher, this scene was just it was it was the scene that you just go, what the fuck? That was Sleepaway Camp from 19 fucking 83. God damn. Final thoughts Mm -hmm. and ratings on Sleepaway Camp Grindhouse. Go ahead. So campy, schlocky as hell. Um but also so many moments of understanding what it was like to be a teenager and whether it was at camp, whether it was at the school dance, whatever else, things that suck, things that put you in a place of being overlooked and marginalized, um, perverts and camp counselors and people that are oblivious and just shit that like gets you right in the nards. Um, up to and including the end, things that get you right in the nards. When it comes to early 80s schlock and whatever else, there's most of it is never going to be a 10. just isn't going to be. Um, this movie, Sleepaway Camp, and, and again, remembering that I saw Sleepaway Camp 3 first and then had to go back and kind of watch these things. This movie has got to be a 9 for me. Whoa. Ooh, nice. It's, wow. Fuck yeah, dude. This movie for me, like from the performances to all the layers, wow. Um, didn't expect that from it. The performances from the lead characters. Uh, when Ricky said they were legendary, I didn't know what he meant, but now I do. Oh, they're legends. Oh, yeah. I knew they're... Felissa Rose was, but after watching it a few times, I'm like, I see. I see. Oh, so yeah, I, dude. I... Ricky, Judy, fucking... Paul, yep. legends. I can't hide like 
imagining watching this when I was fucking younger and being like, oh my God, it scared the shit out of me versus like now. No, it does not scare me like that. Not at all. But I still Mm. understand the impact that that ending has. And watching this movie again from the perspective I did, especially during the Swamp Donkey watch along, this movie's a 10. It's a 10 out of 10. Everything about it is a 10. So Sleepaway Camp from Tibu was 10 out of 10. Ricky, bring us home, bro. Well, so, you know, it's a low-budget movie. You got low-budget acting. You got low-budget effects. Bad storytelling. Poorly written dialogue. And for a movie that's full of layers, it's not necessarily nuanced. But none of that shit fucking matters because the movie's a 10. (laughs) <laughs> you, you you can't watch this even if you don't like this type of shit like like my wife was watching this with me and she was dying yeah. she just had a ball Yeah, she just had a ball laughing at these people yeah. and the way they were dressed and the way they were talking <laughs> you know like it, it don't this movie's just fun it don't matter it's a 10 I love that this is a 10 for me and you Grindhouse and Nine, like this movie's fucking. This up is there. a high. This is a high, a heavy hitter. I was writing down so many lines while watching it this last time, being like, "I gotta include this line. I gotta include this line. I gotta include this right. line. I gotta pause the movie because my boy in the blue oyster cult shirt is like, why are you so fucked up, <laughs> Yo, Angela? Why are you so fucked up? <laughs> he's my he's my favorite character, by the way." <laughs> My favorite character. Hey, Bob. He, Ray Bob. <laughs> he just says the truth, man. Kenny just says the truth. He's like, I've been watching her all summer. She is so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love him. I love him. The the overarching theme that is in this movie, um, I think is something that will be talked about forever, which is awesome. Because I think people should just keep talking because that's what we do as people. But this movie is my teenage years wrapped up in this sweet little package where it's like, yeah, sometimes I wanted to kiss you. Sometimes I wanted to kill you. And <laughs> it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Okay, bunk 19, time to go. Say goodnight and move out. Guess I gotta go. Well, good night, Angela. Good night. I believe I have a sign-off. I I believe I have a whole bag. If I was going to have a Ricky or a Travis, neither one of them would do that just won't do it all. <laughs> Stay spooky and keep being some sweet little cupcakes. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well no, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go deep, I'm gonna say I'm gonna make me some gumbo and chase them baldies. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> the nightclub.
wrench, shows them off to all her friends. One day you know that people tried to leave it, so she gave him up with Cyclone fans. Along came Lou with the old babbles and recognized that smell. That smell like seven legs. Suck cheap cigars and he can't get up his nose. He got a little bit of a big brown beaver, so he thought he'd take himself a peek. But the beaver 